That's what I rang up for. Did you know what a podcast was? Hello, friends, and welcome to episode 20 of From the Van. It's a podcast from my van where I have conversations with people who have relationships with residential vehicles. Today's episode features a 79-year-old British lady with a deep Cockney accent named Sylvia. Sylvia is a family friend of Colette's, and uh, I met her at Patty, Patty Colette's mom's house um, for dinner. She was visiting over from England, and uh, when we first met her, we took her out to the van, showed her around the van. We hung out in there and laughed and laughed for about half an hour. And I'm very proud of these new stickers that I've made. So I, I told her that I wanted to have wanted her to have one of these stickers. And uh, when we went back in the house, Patty had been not with us. She was inside making dinner. And uh, when we walked back in, Sylvia, and I won't even attempt her accent. You'll get to hear it in a minute. She says to Patty, she goes, Patty, do you have a safe or somewhere that you keep really valuable uh, belongings in your house that I could store something while I'm here? And Patty goes, well, well, no, but, I mean, what do you need to store? And she goes, well, I just got this sticker. And <laughs> I tell you, man, I was like, you motherfucker. I immediately respect anybody who starts taking the piss out of me within the hour of meeting me. Um, and so I had some beers that night, and I was sitting around. This woman is a great storyteller. And I was trying to figure out how to get back at her. And I was like, oh, shit, I know. If I put her on the podcast, then that sticker will mean a whole lot to her. And so I started in on her. And for the rest of the night, I was pitching her uh, the podcast to come on it. And um, she has a tremendous number of uh, very touching and uh, hilarious stories. I think you'll enjoy her podcast. Um, she used to travel with her family in camper vans and stuff. And uh, so that's sort of the nexus here. But really, this is just because I wanted to have a conversation with Sylvia. Um, also, go to fromthevan.com. There's a whole shit ton of stuff going on there. Uh, we just started a new video blog a couple of weeks ago. I'm trying to post to that every day. And uh, also, I made a little beat uh, as intro and outro music out of Sounds From The Van. So here it comes. I hope you enjoy episode 20 of From The Van featuring Sylvia. So he's got it in one. He knows about people that talk about their lives. That's the so, idea. So shall I start from when I was born? <laughs> <laughs> yes, do you remember that? <laughs> no, I, I, can, I, can, I was born. Um, is that going? Mm. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, Just pretend it's not I was, I was born uh, in, we was all born in the same house um, at home. And all my kids were born in my bedroom that I've got now. I moved in there when I was 19. Yeah. And um, been there 59 years, 60 years next year. Same house. Um, you wouldn't know about money because it was two pound 12 and 11 the rent. Oh wow. Two pound 12 and 11. Wow, at our worst exchange rate. Our money's really quite similar. You think it's a, a, a dollar is a pound. That, that's how I think. Mm -hmm. A little a, bit. A, a dollar is a pound, More. yeah. Yeah. And, um, so we moved in there and then it was like, do you have council here? It was a council house. It was owned by the council, which you, I don't know what you would call it. But it was owned by the council. Is that and a governmental then you got, body? Then you got a chance to buy it. Ah. 
and it came up for three thousand four hundred. Think think dollars. Yeah. Right, a house, mm -hmm. three bedroom house. That's insane. And my husband said. If you think I'm having that hanging around my neck for 25 years, you've got another thing coming. <laughs> so we had a row, you know, you've got to think about when you're old, you know, we won't be paying rent and whatever. So six months later, we applied again, and we got it for 6,210. Mm. And it was it, already appreciating that fast. Yeah, yeah, Crazy. yeah, yeah. And uh, so anyway, and then you could, you brought it, you could have a new front door if you wanted. So everybody, the snobs, all got new front doors. Said, "Oh, we brought our house. We had ours for freaking six years before we got one, so we couldn't afford a new door." Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, it's easy as that. Yeah, it's easy as that. And then we have the kids all all brought up in the same house. How many kids? Th I've got three children. Well, I've got two now because right. Sean died. But um, yeah, two girls and a boy. Uh, um, they are they are now. With Sean would have been fifty-five. Haley's fifty-seven. Same age as Mum. Okay. I could be your mum. <laughs> How about that? I'd drive a crackers, wouldn't I? And, Don't you uh, already? And Michelle, before your mum. You know? <laughs> no. When I'm no, at, at, at home, they always say my crazy nan. I'm always known as the crazy nan. When I had that done, that tattoo there, well, I had bowel cancer and I was really, really ill. And I said to that one I've just rang, I said, if I get over this bowel cancer, I said, I'm going to have a tattoo done. You're not now. I went, Anne. So I'm gonna have a, and when I got over it and I was okay, I went down and I had that tattoo done. My youngest daughter thought it was horrendous. Yeah. What did you have it done on your hand for, Mum? Why didn't you have it done where you couldn't see it? Uh -huh. So that's me old Union Jack. Yeah. And that. So that one I just phoned, I took a picture of it and sent it to him. He went, you're something else, Nan. And my granddaughter that lives quite a way away, she put it on Facebook uh -huh. and she put, I love my crazy nan. She's just had her first tattoo at 74. So I was 74 when I had that done. Danny put it on um, Instagram and had 58 likes mm -hmm. and all little comments. Because I know a lot. I've lived there for years and all, all the kids. No, you. My kids, yeah. yeah. All my grandchildren, like, they, everybody knows me around my area, you know. Oh, still. Yeah, so, and it's great. And I mean, I've been married 59 years. Uh-huh. Don't get that for murder, do you? No. <laughs> what? I don't have 59 years You don't get that left. for murder, 59 years married, do you? At 60, <laughs> at 60 next year. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. And I don't know. I'm happy. I'm, I'm happy. Yeah. And I worked with disabled people for mm -hmm. 20 years. I was, I was Santa Colette. We're about people. But we had a cleaner there, right? And I was in management. And she used to say to me, but I'm only the cleaner. I said, but you're not only the cleaner. We can't do without you. Don't ever put yourself above or below. And I never did. I was in management, but you wouldn't think it. Right. Because I'm a people's person. Mm -hmm. And all my office work, I'd done it when they went home, took it home, or I'd done it before they came. They used right. to come at 10 o'clock. And I hate that when people say, oh, yeah, well, I'm this, I'm that. Yeah, I was. I was high up. So what? Yeah. You know? Just the way it is. I think that's pretty, that's not a very commonly held sentiment here, I don't think. What? Equality. Oh, all oh, right. <laughs> the American do, do dream is to get ahead. Hmm? Do they not appreciate people for what they do or, you know, I'm not religious, right? Mm -hmm. I'm not religious at all. Uh, that, that's the way it is. I wasn't brought up religious, but I had a 
uh, Oss, who was uh, a vicar, and he got defrocked. You know what that is, don't you? Mm -hmm. I think he was carrying on with the secretary of the church. Okay. But he was a lovely man. And then he left where I worked. And he lived, he, he moved way, way away. And then he was, he was going around different churches doing preaching as a guest. And um, so I knew he was down in what we call our old town before the, our new town was born there. And um, I rang him, I said, oh, Chris, I knew you was preaching down the old town. I said, I would love to have seen you. I said, but it would have been hypocritical going in a church and praying pray to say, you know, oh, thank the Lord. It's not me. Yeah, yeah. it's not me. Yeah. And um, so he said, Sylvia, he was posh, he was called me Sylvia. Um, Sylvia, if ever there was a Christian woman, it was you. <laughs> For what work you do. Because I've done a lot of voluntary work, when worked with a lot of disabled people. It's the way I am. Old people check they're okay and, you know. And, and the thing is, I don't think I'm old myself. That's the thing. You know, I'm 80 next year and I, I think I'm about 50. You, you seem very young to me. No, I at 12. That's true, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm you got the energy of a 12-year-old. Oh, yeah, yeah. So where, where is your house? Is it in London? No, no. no. I, I live, um, I would say by train, about half an hour from London, central okay. London. Um, and it's in the country. And okay. you can you can leave my I've got the two I told you the two dogs in the early morning I go out of my house and by the fence at the, at the bottom of the garden is woods mm -hmm. and I can walk all through the woods down a little thing to the lakes and there's wow. lakes and there's boats to three lakes and at other parts of the town you just look out there's houses everywhere mm -hmm. you know and my back garden if if my back garden wasn't how it is. You wouldn't. You sit in my garden. You think it's in the middle of the country. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm in the middle of a housing estate. But it's the way I've grown all the plants and the trees and yeah. you know. And I love it. I love my garden. I love. I love all my kids, all my grandchildren, all my great grandchildren. And looking forward to my identical twins. I tell you about that one. No. Yeah. My son. He had uh, five children, and he had um, six great, six granddaughters. Oh. oh. Before he died, he said to his son, don't forget, son, don't forget to have the boys, carry the name forward. <laughs> and I've got a video of him, his, his, girl, his partner, um, videoing him with the results of the scan, that they knew what they were going to have. Mm -hmm. And I've, I don't know how many times I've played it. it it's, uh, and I, I, but it upsets me because of my boy. He would have loved it. Sorry, I get upset. And he said, Dad, I've done it. <laughs> you know, so he's got two boys and due on Sean's birthday. Oh, Sean's wow. birthday. Nice. But she won't go that long because um, she sent me a text the other day. She said that <laughs> Remy and Max are going to be called. She said they're still cooking. <laughs> I found that hilarious. Yeah, they're still cooking. So she might have had them by the time I go back. Mm. But the first one that's born is going to be Remy Sean after, after his dad. And yeah, I find that real sad. I don't know, you know, when you, your own children die, you, I used to think, how do people feel when their children die? Because you say, oh, did you hear so-and-so, their son, or whatever, and I think, oh, God, I couldn't cope with that. I know now. I know what it is. And when they first die, you think you're hearing their voices. Because mm. he used to pop in and goes, Mum, and I'll be upstairs, and I go, what do you want, Sean? And I know he's not there. 
But now, as a lot, it's only two years. I know it's not long, but you're beginning to think, what did his voice sound like? Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I've got him on video. I cannot, I cannot look at it. He used to, when we had a, um, a charity, not charity thing, was a, a night for him anyway, to raise money. Um, so he had a, a good Christmas and um, because we knew he wouldn't be there the next Christmas and he was on the floor dancing I ain't gonna die, I ain't gonna die cause I'm having a wonderful time That's, he used to do that all the time yeah, I ain't gonna die, I ain't gonna die, bless his heart and of course he did and do you know what, do you believe in spiritualists? I don't know I, I don't, I don't believe in them at all my youngest daughter went to one and she come round, she went, I'm going out today, Mum. She said, I'll pop in and see you later. I went, okay, love. And she come in and she sat down. She went, I've been to a spiritualist. I said, you haven't. She went, Mum, you should go. I said, I'm, I'm never going to go. I said, because I don't believe in it, Michelle. I don't believe in it. And she was telling me all these things and whatever. And I left it about six months and she kept saying, are you going to go, Mum? And I goes, no, I'm not going to go. But then one day I thought, yeah. I will go out of curiosity, <laughs> plainly out of curiosity. So I went, didn't tell a soul, didn't tell my husband, nobody. And it was £45 to go and you get a text to say, you must pay up front, you must take your shoes off before you enter the house. So I thought, oh, she must have a really lovely house. She had more shit in her house than I had in my shoes, I tell you. <laughs> my shoes were cleaner than her house, yeah. on it, on my life. So anyway, she... She sat down and she went, have you ever had a reading before? So I went, no. So she said, um, you're very relaxed. So I went, well, yeah. She said, people that have had their first reading, they sit and they, and they fold their arms and they do all that. And I just sat down and said, come on then, start talking. Yeah. <laughs> and you know, I, I had you imagine when these spiritualists and somebody's talking to them, right? Mm -hmm. So she said, oh, she said, I have somebody here. She said, an elderly gentleman, she said, I believe it's, it could be your father. And all you had to say was yes or no. And she'd say, does that mean anything to you? Mm -hmm. And I'd go, yes. And she said, oh, he's saying he had four kids. You were the youngest, you were the baby. True. I went, yes. And she said, and he never forgive your mother for having an affair. I went, yes. And he smoked, played cigarettes. Yes. I couldn't believe it. Mm. How would she know that? She only knew me as Sylvia. Mm. No surname, no nothing. She didn't, I'd never seen her in my life before. But what I wanted was my Sean, maybe somebody. Then she went, oh, she said, you've got three children, one passed. I went, yes. She said, and that would be oh, your son, your son? I went, yes. She went, oh yeah, I have him here. She went, oh, she said, he's saying, he knew you were there when he passed. You were sitting on the left-hand side of the bed, holding his hand. And I was. I was on the left-hand side, holding his hand, never let go of his hand, till he died. And it, it, was, it was the things that she was saying, and I'm thinking, she couldn't possibly have known that. And then he said, she said, he likes what you've done in his memory with some of his ashes, a ring, that's his ashes in a ring. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. 
and a necklace. His partner had a necklace with his ashes in it. Mm -hmm. And then he said, I need to be together, not apart. His ashes are in half. She's got half, I've got half. Mm -hmm. And he said he needed to be together. And we'd spoken about that only a couple of days before. And I said to Amory, I said, Amory, he needs to be put to rest, mm. you know, together. So she said, yes, Mummy, she said, we'll have to do that. And that was that. And then he, then he went, um, she said, um, he has three children. I went, no. So she went, oh, oh, do I think that there's more than one mother? I went, yes. And the bit that got me, she went, and two are mixed race. And I went, yeah, they were. Two of my grandchildren are mixed race. Mm. I mean, how would they know that? And there was a lot, I can't think of all the things, but all the things, and I had it, I recorded it on the phone. She let me record it on the phone. Hmm. And when I got back, <laughs> I said to my husband, I said, um, I said I was going to a friend's. So he went, oh, you, you've not got long. Usually when I go out, I'm out for hours. Yeah. And it, it, sometimes I see you tomorrow. <laughs> and um, he went, you weren't long. I went, no, I've been to see a medium. He went, there's something wrong with you. <laughs> that was his reaction. Yeah. And so I texted my daughter that had been to see it, and I went, been to see that medium today, Michelle. And I've had it, it's recorded that immediately it was, are you in? And because she came out and I put it on and all she kept going was, told you. There you go, mum, I told you. I think there's something there, but I don't know what. Yeah. Yeah. I don't sure. see any reason to go back, but it did amaze me what she come out with, knowing that she doesn't even know me. I mean, mixed race kids, and you know. Did you did you get? Um, were you just amazed, or did you get something? Was, I, you you say that you say that uh, she said that he wanted to be back together. Yeah. Essentially, his ashes yeah. back together, and yeah. so that's that's probably like a concrete thing that that we you just assumed it was his ashes. Yeah. Um, I I couldn't think of anything else, but. I mean, it's not as if maybe me and my husband are split up and I want you and Dad together. You know? Right. No, we just automatically think... And the, the way what you said about the ring, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. um, and the necklace, that's only the two things that were done. It was my ring mm -hmm. and she had the um, the necklace. But I was shocked. I'm not that amazed. I think I was Did it give you peace? I was shocked. Um, not really. I didn't come out... I uh, No, I didn't come out thinking... Oh, he's up there. Right. He's safe. He's, no, in my mind, my son died and I've got his ashes, mm -hmm. half of his ashes. Mm -hmm. No, a lot of people think he's in heaven. Now, his little son, the youngest one, is nine. Although he's got older children of 35 and he had six grandchildren, yeah. this relationship he was in with uh, Marie, she'd never had children. So that's why his youngest one, Mason, is as young as he is, and he's mm -hmm. got grandchildren much older. Mm -hmm. And um, he comes to my house for a sleepover, and he said to me, oh, then, then one of Sean's friends, she, um, she got a relationship with one of my son's best friends almost immediately after his funeral. And in actual fact, she booked a holiday when he was in the chopper arrest to go to Spain to see Sean's friend. Sean used to say to me, I'm going to go to Spain when I get back. I'm going to beat this mum, you know. And um, I said, yeah, of course you are, son. And because she threw him out because he had the tumour and he wasn't in his right mind and he started drinking and 
he came back from the pub one day and she had Jehovah's Witnesses in the house. Well, he was fuming. Get out of my house. And she called the police on him. And he phoned me up and he went, Mum, can I come and stay for a couple of days? I went, of course you can, son. He said, I'll be in my new car. I went, Sean, you're not allowed to drive. You've got a brain tumour, for God's sake. He went, no, it'll be a police car, Mum. So, you know, he, he, was, he was a jack of lamb, my son. <laughs> he was hilarious. He, he really was. And um, so the police dropped him off at my house. And that's where he stayed. And he never went home. But the sad part was he kept saying, when am I going to go home, Mum? He built extensions on his house. He had a lovely house. And um, I said, oh, maybe, you know, and I used to say to Anne-Marie, and she, she just was not interested. And I thought it was so sad she knew he was dying, you know. And he was a good... She was, they were together for 16 years. Yeah. And, she, you know, when, she, when she, he needed her, she wasn't there. I mean, he was a back, back with his mum. And he was horrible to me. He was so nasty. But I just thought, he's ill. Mm -hmm. God, you know, we had to put a bar, like, at the top of our stairs because of he, was, he was all over the place. And he did used to go out, but he said, people think I'm drunk, Mum, you know, because of the tumour. Sure. And she should have understood that, mm -hmm. you know. And I, I, I don't think I can ever forgive the way she, she treated him, knowing that he was going to die. So anyway... She, she booked a holiday when he was in the chapel arrest and she went on holiday five days after his funeral and um, to find herself, that's what she said. Mm -hmm. Six weeks later, she went back by herself and said on Facebook, evidently, she was feeling fabulous. Mm -hmm. She kept going backwards and forth. Then he moved in the house. Um, eventually, I saw him once, but he was Sean's best friend. Mm -hmm. And so then... Um, he died. I died about two months ago. And evidently what happened, they went out for a drink, come back, watched a movie, went to bed, and she said he was snoring in her face. And um, so she said, I got up, because her son, had, my other grandson, had gone to a party and he, he wasn't eat back in yet. So she said, I made a cup of tea, went into Louis's bedroom, and she said, then the little one, the nine-year-old, said, Mum, can I go in your bedroom? And plug my phone in, charge it. So she went, yeah. So he went in and he come straight out. He went, Mum, Ed is really grey. So she got out and went in and she couldn't feel a pulse or anything. Phone 999. And the paramedic said, get him off the bed. So her son had come in by then and they took him off the bed. So Mason, the nine-year-old, was watching all this. And they gave him a CPR. But when the paramedics came, they said he'd been dead a long quite time. Mm -hmm. And on hindsight, the snoring was not snoring. It was like my Sean done when he was dying. It was the death row. Mm -hmm. And then, then, then gradually they just go. And because Sean, they knew Sean was dying, so he was, you know, the, sure. the, uh, the medication he had, he was dosed up most of the time. But So anyway, but, and I find this quite comical. He came to stay with me. He came to stay with me the weekend after. And he said to me, do you know what, Nat, do you know what happens when you die upstairs? <laughs> so I went, no. So he said, well, I've never seen a dead body, Nan. So I went, no, I know you haven't, sweetheart. So he said, well, what they do when you die, I said, what, you just let me know what's going to happen, you know, when I die? <laughs> so he went, no. And he, it's six, six, but he goes, well, you know what I mean, Nan, don't you? <laughs> 
And he sang, I had some little sod. And um, so he said, they put you in a big bag. He said, they zip it up and they slide you down the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) And and I went, oh, Mason, they didn't say it. Nan, they slide you down the stairs. (laughs) Because their stairs are like that, up around because mm-hmm. you you couldn't get a stretcher down or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but Amory said no they didn't slide him down the stairs <laughs> they, they did carry it they carried him down sounds more fun to slide it, it was it was it's really hilarious. funny but bless him how he sees things Sean's in heaven mm-hmm. and he'd come round there go when it gets dark come on then let's see if we can find dad and we go out there and he goes there he is he picks the biggest star <laughs> and he goes I met Nan's dad he said, I mean, being ever so good, because he's a little sod at home. <laughs> he said, and he's always good with me. I think it's because I do things with him, and I spend a lot of time with him. And he said, um, we, we've done your pot, Dad. It's got all the flowers are coming up. He said, and we, we put vegetables in. I put a pumpkin in and whatever. And he went, oh, well, you can go back down the pub now, Dad. <laughs> and that's how it's a little bit. And I think it's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Children, it's wonderful. Yeah. And, yeah. That, and then, you know, one of... Um, Sean's friend, uh, Tanya, girl, she said, oh, I bet him and Johnny are up there because her partner overdosed in, oh, 20 years ago, I think it was. But she honestly believes he's in heaven and they're down the pub and I don't feel like that. I don't yeah, think. I just can't. I, I would love to think that. How can they be? I, I don't know. What do you think about heaven? Do you think there's a heaven? No. No, nor do no, I. I don't believe in it. Do you mind? I always describe myself as agnostic. Um, I don't care. No. I don't care whether there's a heaven. I have no proof that there's not one. No. But I don't care whether there is My husband is. When you're dead, you're dead. I I think that's most likely what the case is. And I I feel like, and you know. I do. That's how I feel. It's very interesting to hear your vicar say, if ever there was a Christian woman, it's you. Because. You know, and Mark Twain said, and this is a terrible paraphrasing, but Mark Twain said, uh, between the people in heaven and the people in hell, I'm only interested in hanging out with the latter. Yeah, right. Um, because they're the interesting people, they're the, they're the outcasts and the downtrodden and stuff. And, you know, I, I grew up in a very Christian community right. with a pretty progressive family. And the, we were judged for not being more ardently Christian growing oh, up. Right. Yeah. My family... And, but at the same time, I was steeped in that Christian culture, and I, I think that the allegories, as I perceive them, not, not, yeah. not uh, historical true stories, but the allegories of the Bible are very interesting. Yeah. And when it comes down to it, you know, Jesus was a, he was a homeless co- communist, you know what I mean? Was he? How do you know? He hung out, well, he hung out with, he hung out with I, poor people. He was the son of God, so he could have lived in a mansion, but he was electively homeless. He traveled around. Don't get me a drowned it. You know? Well, I, for me, I take them as beautiful. Do you be- believe in Adam and Eve? Beautifully, no. No. That's a lot of crap. I take, yeah. them, as, I take them as beautifully so, written, yeah. uh, moralistic totally. allegory. Totally. Right? Yeah. Uh, but I don't take them as literal, <laughs> um, historical uh, fact-based stories. I'll tell you a story of my friend, <clears throat> bless her heart. She came around my house one day, and I have you there. I said to myself, I've got a beautiful garden. She comes around and she said, oh, Sylvia, so she said, your garden is so beautiful. Look what God done. I said, can I stop? <laughs> I said, can I stop? <laughs> you right there, Anne. I went, 
I'd done this garden, I'd done the seeds, I watered them, I put them in, mm. I do all the deheading, I mow the lawn. I said, frigging God's got nothing to do with mm. that. She went, well, you know what I mean? I went, I don't know what you mean. Yeah. I really don't know what you mean. But, you know, if somebody was to come up and say to me, oh, did you hear so-and-so died? I'd go, oh, God. Yeah. That's no. a saying, I don't. No, yeah, it's just a phrase. Well, you know. So, but she meant it. She meant God has God. a literal meaning, and shit has a literal meaning. But yes, when we say totally. "oh shit," we don't mean actual. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I exactly. Say I, I, I say shit a lot. Yeah. Sweetheart, I, I call everybody sweetheart. So, um, how do you guys know each other? How do we know each other? Yeah. How we know each other? Her dad come to England with my nephew. Um, I don't know tree do, but it was dad's fortieth birthday. Yeah, so sixteen and, years ago. And they came over. And um, that's when I met Tim. Mm -hmm. and, and him and Wayne go back. I don't know. How oh, they, they know go each back other, forever. They, they've don't known they? each other for years. But when it was his birthday, my eldest daughter done a little party for him. And um, is that when they had the Harry Potter cake? Yeah, we got yeah, a Harry Potter, Potter cake, Potter and, cake. And everything, you know. And he said to um, Michelle, I think it was, and Haley, when they, Dad said, "I'd love to bring your mum over to meet my family. I love your mum." And they went, everybody loves my mom, you know. And then forgot about it, literally forgot about it. And then dad phoned me up to say about it, right? And I'd never met Colette, I'd never met Maya, I'd never met Patty. Mm -hmm. And so I went and I, I forgot about it. I just thought he was just saying it, you know. And he said, I'll phone up about your trip. And I thought, what? You know? <laughs> and so anyway, I never forget it. And I said to mom that when I drove up to their house in Fallbrook, and they had this balcony, and there was a big banner up there <laughs> welcoming me, to, and it was wonderful. And you know, when you walk in a house and you love those people straight away, and I felt comfortable, I felt at home. And that's when they done the play. When they, were, <laughs> I think you were nine and yeah, seven, so. and I've got a picture of one of them curled up in my case when I was going back. They didn't want me to go. <laughs> I can always remember that. We had fun, didn't we? Went yeah. to. Um, we went to Disneyland, didn't yeah, we? Yeah. And Tim took me to um, Las Vegas. Yeah. And could you see me, old, him, young, and wore those friggin' t-shirts tight, where he works out, you know, he says, there's something wrong okay. with you, you know, you walk like that, you know, like Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, he took me to Las Vegas, and I was walking around with him, because I was there for about four days, I think it was. And I bet they thought, I bet they paid, she'd pay for him. <laughs> I bet, you know, you see an old girl. Well, I mean, it was a long time ago, but I was still much older than what he was. Yeah. You know, and they do pay old girls if they've got, the, these old girls got loads of money. Mm -hmm. They pay for a young bloke, don't they? <laughs> do it in Africa. Yeah. And so that's how the relationship started, didn't it? That's Del Mar. If Colette dumps me, I'm going to go over there and become somebody's pool boy. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> oh, you'll be a well. they jump on you, mate. Yeah, absolutely. We'll and we've you. been friends ever since, haven't yeah. we? Really, on and off. Yeah, and, well, on. never lost contact. Oh, yeah. Really. Never you've come back here a bunch of times. Yeah, so. I have. And I, and I love it. And I, love, and I loved it when you was in um, Marietta. Marietta. Yeah. Um, I felt the same there. I feel the same here. That I can, if, if I want to do something, I, I just feel at home. And then when I was out in London oh, a year yeah, and a half ago, we yeah. hung out a bunch and she took, took me to Westminster. Yeah, and Westminster Abbey. To, the, and um, to Buckingham Palace. Palace. Yeah. And we went all over. We Kent, walked everywhere. Kenton, yeah. 
I'm okay with that. Oh, we, we went to the, um, what was the museum we went to? The, with the theater it, uh, exhibit. Victoria and Albert Museum. The Victoria the Albert Museum. One. Yeah. That one was beautiful. Because they're all free. I suppose the museums there are free, aren't they? Not usually. Are they? Yeah, some see, of we've them got, have remember, we've got a lot of history. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So much history. It's incredible. That's what I love about I mean, Europe West, West, is, is all West, Westminster Abbey is it's just, gorgeous. we've got so many, uh, I just love London, I love central London, I walk around, and you hear, yeah. you hear about all the crime, all you hear on your, over here is about the killings, and they're all gang related, they're in gangs, and you know when you get your postcode, you get, like, I'm SG2, and then another part of the town would be SG1, so if you go into SG1 and you live in SG2, that is it. Yeah. These gangs and they just, but they're all so young, mm -hmm. 16, 17, mm -hmm. and the mums come on the, you know, the the news are there straight away. My son's not in a gang; he's never been in a gang. The next thing you get in the local paper, the the national papers, with them with a, a mask on, holding a gun and mm -hmm. a knife and whatever, you know. So I mean, it's sad. I think it's and it has got out of hand. Really, has got out of hand. But I have nothing where I live. It's nothing like that whatsoever. London is beautiful. And even when I go to London, you you don't see nothing like that. Yeah, no. you know? yeah. We I'm we quite a tour guide. Last one of your sugars on the ground. I just Not one of your sugars. Oh, do you want it on the carpet? <laughs> <laughs> you want it back? <laughs> Colette's been drinking all of your tea. No, I didn't. I drank, oh yeah, help yourself. I, I didn't. I didn't want to steal your tea. I took mom's tea, and it's shit compared to your tea. Well, what do you do? I'm doing with my tea. I've got plenty. <laughs> if I had known, I've got lo loads at Leslie's. I could have brought you some down. Um, yeah, um, I, I just love London, and I know mm -hmm. it so well, though I don't live there and I wasn't born there, because I talk like a cockney. They think I come from London, and I don't come from London. Um, but you you can sense when somebody's lost. Mm -hmm. And I always go, oh, yeah. excuse me, are you, are you lost? Mm -hmm. And I t I've sometimes taken places mm -hmm. and that, you know? And then I say, don't get on the tour bus. It's thirty-five pound. Get on a number eleven bus, and it take you around to the same places. Yeah, yeah. and they got the double-decker ones. There. Yeah, it takes you to the same place. You don't get the commentary, obviously. Yeah, but you know, there's like, oh, and I tell you what, I went to once up there. It was hilarious. The naked bike ride. Do you get me? <laughs> yeah, they they happen sometimes. Yes. Yeah, yeah right. but have you been to one? Mm -mm. Oh, oh, it's it's hilarious. hilarious. <laughs> I <laughs> I said to my daughters. Um, you done anything at the weekend, Mum? I said, yeah. I said, I looked online. I said, and there's a naked bike ride. <laughs> I said, I'm going to go. She went, Mum, you're not going to go naked, are you? I went, might do, who knows? <laughs> so anyway, I knew I wasn't. I got up Just wanted to watch. And they, and they gather at, at um, High Park Corner. Did you go? Yeah, yeah. They, well, they all gather there at this, this particular spot by the cemetery. And they, when they arrive, you know, I thought, God, how boring. They've all got their freaking clothes on. <laughs> then they just start stripping and you've got fat ones, skinny ones, long ones, short ones, mushroom ones, all shun up, you know. And, and I went up to, and there was this husband and wife, and I went up to them, I went, excuse me, can I have my picture taken with you? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a picture taken with them, and they, you know, great, whether he ever saw it to go, look, I don't know, because he was so frigging fat, oh, he was like... <laughs> Oh, it was ugly. And, um, it's for but, charity, right? But no, what, no, it's just no what it is, and they have all their bodies, what it is, is for the cyclist in London. It's dangerous for cyclists in London. Yeah. And they are protesting about the roads. Yeah. So they start off from there and they do a circuit round, naked, round London, protesting with all their banners. 
but I found it hilarious, <laughs> you know. <Yeah. laughs> my, my kids say, God, Mum, there's something wrong with you. I went, no. I said, I like to experience all these things. If I'm up in London and a bus comes along, I think, oh, I haven't been on that. I just get on it. Yeah. go where it's going because it's free. Right. I can travel anywhere in England free, mm-hmm. you know, because because when you're old, you know, you get benefits. Yeah. And one of them is me bus pass. And do I get my money's worth out mm-hmm. of that? Really, some of them so don't. Good. Some of my friends have never even been to London. Mm. You know? Really? I took a lot. When I used to take um, one of my friends, she's a royalist, and you know, it was when the Queen Mother was alive. And I said to her, um, and they have a parade and they have all the fancy coaches down the mall and everything, all yeah. the units. You know, it, it's lovely. I said, Would you like to go? So she went, Oh, I don't, I don't know. Said, I went, I'll take you. It's no problem. She went, All right. She held my friggin' hand the whole time. <laughs> you, you won't lose me with her. I said, You know what, Veronica? I don't know. I'll never bring you out ever again. I said, Because you're bloody boring. <laughs> she went, Well, I'm nervous. I said, We shouldn't have come. We shouldn't, shouldn't come. be nervous. I'll take loads of people up London. You know the London Eye? Yeah, I did go on it. Oh, I've been on it 21 times. Wow. The reason being, not because I like it, is that I take all it? different people on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. People where, where, my friend in the, who, who's disabled, who miss her, she died last year. I took her to Italy, I took her to Paris, all in a wheelchair. You know, we do have a laugh. And people used to say to me, oh, you're ever so brave. I said, what am I brave about then? You know, because she was ever so posh and I was as common as hell. And how we got on, I don't know, but we did. You just take the piss out of everybody who walked past, you know. And she used to say to me, she used to perform a bit if she had an audience, especially for when we was in Italy and that. And she goes, I don't know how I put up with her. I went, do you know why you put up with me? Because I'm the only bloody one that takes you out. (laughs) And it was true, actually, you know. She went, yeah, I know. And she had a catheter bag, right, which I used to empty. And I used to take her to, uh, we've got a theatre in our our town, I used to take and take her own, put her to bed and that. When she got really bad, I couldn't. And when I was in Italy, and she used to have to wear, she wore trousers, obviously, and the bag was up here. Mm-hmm. And you could tell when it needed empty, because sure. it used to it used to come up like that. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'd go, oh, Bren, your bag needs empty. And so I found a little alleyway, <laughs> pushed up the alleyway, turned it round, and I'm, da- I'm down like this, got her trousers up, and I'm empty, and I just goes like that, and there was a restaurant with people. <laughs> <laughs> Hilarious. And then we went to we went get on the went on the ferry one day across this place called Riva, and um, my brother used to um, not jet ski. Um, water, no, we, we have this. Oh, on the on the sails. What do they call it? Oh, oh, windsurfing. Windsurfing. Mm-hmm. He used to do that, and um, so. I said to him, when I go to Italy, I said, in Lake Garda, I said, they do a lot of windsurfing. I'll get you, and this campsite, he's got a big camper. I said, I'll get you some brochures. He said, all right. So we went over, and I, I left her on the beach. I put a brake on. I went, don't go nowhere. She couldn't go anywhere anyway, because she couldn't do it herself. Mm-hmm. I said, and I walked into this place where all the windsurfs was all up, and I walked down. I said, oh, there must be a reception place or somewhere. And I went into this this um, like round sort of room that was open, and there was like a coffee table and that. And um, I'm looking round, and all of a sudden, this woman walks in with a baby on her. I was in somebody's house. I was sitting in their lounge. And she walked through the door, and I went, 
oh, house. And she couldn't speak. She couldn't speak in English. But when you take note and you look round, there's pictures of her kids on the <laughs> You're like, uh oh. This is a very homey oh, winter oh show. Oh my God, I think some, some funny things we've. Oh, it, it, we had such laughs in Italy, and I, I and and she gave me a purpose when my son died. I used to take go around there and take her out, and that, and it was, and then when she died, it was like half of me gone because we were friends for thirty-seven years. And I took her out for all that time, mm-hmm. you know, and um, yeah, I miss her big time. I often go up the cemetery where she is and take him cut some flowers out in the garden and I talk to her and say how much I miss her. And I do miss her. And I've done so much stuff with her, you know, but she was terribly posh. <laughs> I done one day, um, did I tell you or did I tell mum the story did you, about the um, Prince Charles? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I told you that story, didn't yeah. I? Um, tell me if I'm repeating myself. It's boring. Have I repeated myself? Nope. Ah. <laughs> no, you haven't. But I, I think you should tell this story because it's fucking hilarious. Oh, what? Oh, what, about that day? Yeah. yeah. Oh, that that day when it was uh, at the uh, Cenotaph and uh, I said to her, um, at two o'clock, I'd seen it online that it was going to be a 1940s band singing and we go through, after it finished, we <clears throat> go through the, to St. James's Park, have a coffee, come back at two and it's mm-hmm. white and... So I walked through, and as I walked through, the said, did you go there? Did you go through Admiralty Arch into Parliament Square? Yeah, yeah, right. I did. Well, you walked through the arch into St James, and there yeah. were so with many part, people yeah. all cordoned off with the police and everything, because there's royalty about you. Yeah. You've got to be careful. And that's the... Because, you know, none of our police have guns. Mm-hmm. None of them, as you know that. But in 10 Downing Street, they do, obviously. Yeah. And um, I thought, oh... And I just happened to look round like that, and I thought, oh... All these dignitaries walking across, all their medals on, they're doing their women say. And I said to Brenda, I said, Don't say nothing. Keep your mouth shut. She went, Sylvia, what are you gonna do? Sylvia, what are you gonna do? I went, just keep your mouth shut. And so they tripped past and I just went <laughs> followed them in. But when you think how they were dressed, in the me and me, and that, the only thing she had on were Remembrance Day, she had a poppy scarf on, didn't tell you this bit, she had a poppy scarf on. And then we walked in and there was all the waiters with their trays and then the, the girls had little, little like sandwiches and little, <laughs> and, and it was unreal. And it was as if I was at home. <laughs> and I said, oh, look, there's so-and-so. Oh, look, there's so-and-so. And then she said, oh, I'd really like to meet Gordon Brown. Why? <laughs> yeah, he was an ass. Why? Well, she liked him. I went, all right, I'll go and find him. So I went on all the crowds and everything. And I found him. I said, oh, excuse me. Um, I said to her, what I said was, um, I went, oi, Garden, Gordon. I said, come over and have your photo done with my mate. I didn't tell you this, but she thought I said that, but I didn't. I went, excuse me, Mr. Brown. I said, would you mind having a photograph done with my friend? She is a veteran. (laughs) And he went, of course, my dear. And he come with his wife, with her bloody fascinator on and a long skirt to wear and a little bag and everything. And um, we went over to where my friend was. Her face was a picture. And uh, so he just stood, by, and the wife was like, and he just stood by her wheelchair. So I said, do you mind squatting? And I said, because she's in a wheelchair. So he said, all right, my dear. I went, you can come in if you want. I bet she thought, who the hell does she think she is? <laughs> so she went and stood by the wheelchair. I took the photograph. 
I had it printed out when, when we got home. And then I said to her, oh, look, Gren, there's Prince Charles. And the first thing she says to me, please don't go up to him. So I don't go up to him. And I might have done, but I think I could see she was a bit nervous because she knows I would do something like that. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> but I was uh, as near as the stairs was Prince Charles. I got loads of photographs of her. But to the day of the die, that picture was on her, her unit. And then you Princess Di, this was another one. Yeah. Princess Di. Yeah. You know, she had a brother. Mm-hmm. And she's buried at Althorpe House, Althorpe House. Yeah. And we went there one day on a, a trip and saw the island, you know, where she is and everything. And then she said, Brenda went, and they, they sell all this memorabilia and all this stuff about Princess Di and everything. And she brought this book. And it was a lot of money, and I said to her, what the hell are you buying that for, Brent? You're buying for the sake of buying... No, I like it. I said, yeah, but are you going to read it? She went, well, I might do, Sylvia. Anyway, she brought it, and that was that. And then we passed through. We went and had something to eat. Then we passed back through, and the brother was there. And um, I said, would you like to sign your book? So I went, oh, Sylvia, you're not going to ask him, are you? I went, yeah, why not? Why not? He can only say no. Yeah. So I went up to him, I said, and I did say, sir. I said, excuse me, sir. I said, would you mind signing my friend's book? She's a veteran. <laughs> she's, a veteran. she's a veteran. He went, yes, my dear, I would do that. He said, but I can't leave now. He said, because I've got to wait to a certain time or whatever. So he said, I can do it out there. I went, no, I'd rather you die. A cheek of me, what I say. I went, no, I'd rather you do it out there. And there was a like with like flowers. The other place was like concrete, like it was horrible. So it didn't. It did come out, mm-hmm. and that was another picture yeah. that I took that she had by the side of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's awesome. yeah, it was a lovely play. That was a lovely. She liked that. We done just so much with her, so much with her. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was great. Yeah, it was great. I've had a lovely time with her. But... So we're in Patty's uh, in Patty's living room, or whatever this is, Den. Um, but the podcast is called From the Van. Tell me about your van. You used my, to have the, my camper. Your, your old camper. Oh, my old camper van. Well, we had, we had them for, um, what, 20 or 25, 26 years. We had one. And we had to start off, we had a small one. I don't know what you call it. But you could stand up in it. Because, uh-huh. you know, the roof, the roof went up. And I loved it. I loved it. And we went all over. We took it to... Um, Spain, we took it to France, and um, and then we got a bigger one, much bigger one. Slept uh, four or five. We could sleep in the it. Whole we family. Had the oar awning and everything. Yeah. Well, we used to take the grandchildren away in it years ago. Mm. So we had it a long time. We yeah. A real long time. And then, for some unknown reason, I can't know why, but we sold that one, and we got a small one again. Mm. Oh, did that give me the ump? <laughs> because you've gone from small to big to big to small. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just love the life. I just love the life. And we always used to go out in the country where there was a lake where Dave could fish and I'd sit with me book, I'd take the dog, or took the dog because the dogs could come. Mm-hmm. And I just loved that wildlife. We used to do wild camping mm-hmm. on the beach and everything, you know. And we did. We describe that to me again. Wild camping. Wild camping is where that you you know you go to a campsite and you've got pay, right. and the more facilities they've got, the dearer it gets. But you can go on a uh, you can see a camping sign and go on a farmer's field. Mm-hmm. They've got no toilets. They've got no nothing. It's only about ten or a night. Mm-hmm. 
and that's where we used to go. Some of them never used to charge us sometimes. Then you've got all the cows coming up there, you know, your yeah. cow packs, you're sort of treading in, you know. Mm -hmm. But I loved it. I just, mm -hmm. I just loved it. And Wales is, did you ever go to Wales? I didn't make it to Wales. Oh, you go to I'd Wales like to. and I love mountains and, and lakes and rivers. It was just so peaceful. Yeah. It, I just loved the life. And then it catch something if we went on the coast and we'd have it for tea. You know, fresh. Mm -hmm. And um, there was always fishing, then we took it to Ireland. Freaking rained every day. Of course. <laughs> but we had the crack in the pops, you know. Oh, they're great and clubs. We used rain. to pull the curtain back. Oh, it's raining again. <laughs> and um, then we ch changed it again. And we'd done that for years and years. Absolutely years and years. And Did I you ever go across the water to yeah. mainland Europe? Yeah, we went to France, okay. and, we, and we, went, we went to Spain, Spain with it, we went to Ireland, that's across the water, it's not far, right, right, sure. but you go across on a ferry, you was going across on a ferry and ride anywhere in mm -hmm. Europe where you go, we didn't go as far as Italy or anywhere like that, but my brother's got a big camper, and he goes twice a year, six weeks at a time, Wow. and this is a right posh one, ours, ours was old, yeah. and we loved it. And we had everything in our camper. We had the stove, we had the fridge, we had the shower. We had everything exactly the same what he had in his, but his was posher. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and his was bigger. Mm -hmm. And he kept saying, you know. Um, and when Leslie was coming over, she said, all I want to do, Auntie, she said, is come away in your camper van. No problem. You, you can come away in our camper van. And when I told my brother, he went, has she seen it? <laughs> I went, yeah. I said, and she loves it. I said, you're a snob. You're, you're too anal. Yeah. And he is. Everything is perfect. And yeah. I, I hate places like that. Be like Wayne. Not homie. No, not at all. Yeah. Not at all. And you meet so many lovely people when you're camping, mm -hmm. all different nationalities, and they want to know about your life. And you know, then you do get some arseholes as well. You know that kick the football up against your van and stuff, <laughs> like, stuff like that, you know. But I used to love it, get up in the morning, take the dogs out. Well, I do that at home. But then, when my son got sick, we gave it to, we gave him our camper van. And they gave us that little green, what you called it, beetle, we call it the beetle car. Yeah. Gave it that. And um, so he could have, so they could make some memories with the kids and that. And um, I miss it. But now, with me husband with Parkinson's, he couldn't drive it anyway. Right. It'd be too big for him. Yeah. But I just love that um, life. Now, when you say big, I I remember. So I oh, not your freaking great yeah. big things here. Like I studied coaches. in. Yeah. I studied in abroad in Toulouse when I was in uh, graduate school, right. and I remember there was one Hummer. You know, our obnoxious large like right. uh, Hummer. It's like a military vehicle that's street legal or whatever. There was one in Toulouse when I was there, and every time I saw it, there was a line of cars backed up behind it, honking the horn at it while it had to like make a seventeen-point oh, turn. Because the roads are narrow. Because the roads are so narrow, yeah, and we, so I we imagine that yeah. in, in Italy once. Okay. We only done it once. You make you make that mistake once. <laughs> yeah. and they were honking us and everything. Yeah. In Ireland too. Yeah, ignore them. Ignore them. You know. But you could, you wouldn't get your big 
uh, not your, yours you would, but those big ones, so you wouldn't get them up our roads. Big RVs. Yeah. They're too small. So your larger van, how big was it relative to the size oh, of uh, mine? Uh, yours, yeah. uh, th three times. Three yeah. times as big. Um, I say it was from there to the end of, middle of that picture. Okay. Wide. Long. Okay. Long, mm -hmm. and then it was about um, from. Uh, I've got to think now. I've got to think what it was like. And it's funny, it was such a long time ago. No, it was about that wide. And then you had the seats in the front mm -hmm. that swiveled round, and then you had um, the beds that you put down, like most probably like you do. Yeah. And we had a table in there, and then uh, and then we had the we had the the, as you went in, there was the fridge, then there was the sink, then there was the oven, and then there was a cupboard, like a wardrobe, and then at the back there was like more cupboards, and then round the other side there was a toilet and the shower. So well made, yeah. when you think about it. And then when you got down to the bit where the bed was, there was all shelves above it, and then above the cab there was, that's where you slept, the mm -hmm. other, the kids used to sleep up there, mm -hmm. you know. What a life that used to be. And the kids remember that memories where we used to take them. And, you know, they say, um, I've got a friend that's got young children, and she goes, well, we have to go, she's, she'll be on holiday when I get back. And they've gone to a, a caravan site, which I hate, hate caravan sites, where you've got the clubhouse and they mm -hmm. pay bingo mm -hmm. and everything. Oh. And she said, well, you've got to go places like that when you've got young children. I said, no, you haven't, Carol, you haven't at all. I said, we took all our kids, our grandchildren, to farms out in the country where there's nothing and they don't it's not there they don't miss it mm -hmm. you play games you walk you do you know um, and they and they, they and my my grandchildren uh, uh, their ages are down like the nine of them 40 right down to nine yeah. and they so often bring up where we took them yeah you know and the one that was on the phone just now said my husband I've got a little video and he's um He's trying to teach Danny, he's dyslexic, Danny was, how to, and Martin going, you stupid or what? I've already told you, you do this and you do that. He went, I am trying, Granddad. He was only about nine. Oh. You know? <laughs> Are you bloody stupid or something? And he always remembers that. So I think you're, what you're doing, I think your van's great. I, I, when I saw that, and well, as you know, I just thought it was a little van. Yeah. But I can't believe what you've got in there. Yeah. You've got everything in there. The only thing is, you can't freaking stand up. Yeah, it's true. It's you true. know, you've got to be on your hands and knees all the time. But I think, <laughs> and you'll love that life. Yeah. How long have you been doing that for? We spend a lot of time outside too. Um, we've been living in there full time without an apartment for ten months. Yeah, see, it's early days, isn't it? We've done it for twenty-five years. Yeah. But I've noticed the difference now with the, um, when, when we first had camper vans, it, not a lot of people had them yeah. at all. But now everybody's gone. Well, no, not everybody. That's a lie. Yeah, like, but there is yeah. a lot, lot more. A lot more popular. And the campsites have got more expensive. Yeah, definitely. You know, because they're putting in, uh, their, like, so just say, they're put, we used to go somewhere called Henlow Lakes where, and it was about, 20 minutes from us, mm -hmm. you know, I used to pile the dogs in and you can go there for a day. We used to go for a weekend and it was about fiver, five pound when we first went there. And it was, a, um, it was on the river and um, he, was a, he was a farmer and this was some of his land, I suppose, that he, he turned into that. 
and that, that was all it was. And there was no toilets, there was no, no, there was no toilets, there was no electric hookups, there was nothing. And now they've got pods, he's got a fire pit, he's got a little stage, he's got these lovely toilets, he's got a shop, and it's gone from, when we paid a fiver, it is now £30 a night. Because oh, the wow. more well, the more facilities you get, yeah, the more you've got to pay out. Mm-hmm. You know, there's um, a lot of that happening here too. Especially, they call it snowbirding. A bunch. It's very popular to have a camper or a van if you are like a middle-aged or older retired person who lives in uh, in the Midwest or the Northwest where it gets too cold in the summer. I mean, in the in the winter. Oh yeah, yeah. And they'll yeah. come down for to Arizona summer. for. For the winter, yeah. so that it's not so stinking cold. Yeah, you've got a pretty big one, haven't you, to live in it? Well, no, we could live in a house. We lived in it. Here no. and there, yeah. Um, you adapt. But we also... You live in ours. Mm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. The one, one good thing about our country being so gigantic is that we still have places where we can do what you call wild camping. Mm. A lot of Oh, the, yeah, I bet you've got loads of places. A lot of the federal land that's out further away from suburbia and the cities and stuff they don't even bother you you can just as long as you're not making a mess yeah if you're not yeah 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 i can understand that but the lay-by i wouldn't miles and said well well, why we've done it we only ever done it once in a lay-by and um i I wouldn't sleep downstairs i climbed up and got in the the thing of the dog because uh, and i think what it was is that years and years ago when we had we had the camper first of all and there's a german couple a car touring, mm-hmm. and um, they had stopped in the le- lay-by overnight, and somebody had knocked on the door, and when they opened it, it was two guys, and they killed them. They shot them. Whoa. And that always played on my mind. Now, we talked about this. A lay-by is a rest stop, basically, uh, right? No, it's not a rest stop. There's okay. nothing there. It's just if you're going along a road, and you, it's just an inlet that goes along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you can drive in it and drive out the okay. other side, where people park if they want to stop for a cup of tea. Or, sure. But there's uh, the rest places are much bigger. Yeah, they've got mm. a garage there. They've got a shop, right. and you still can't stay the night in them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not allowed. Um, but so, and I, I was I was scared that night. Yeah, and I I, I said to him, never again will we park in that. Oh, madam's back. Hello. 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 I think yeah. I think we're getting it's towards the end. Of, we need to we need to go to court soon. So. We've had a good old chat. Yeah. It's, it was nothing like I expected it to be. It's just as if I'm just talking to him. That's yep. what we said. That's the point. Yeah. So thank you for doing that. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to hear it. All right, we did it. Uh, you know, Sylvia, before this podcast, didn't even know what a podcast was. And I think she still did a pretty good job executing the podcast as a guest. It was really fun to, to sit around and chat with her for a while. Um, thanks a lot for listening. And if you've hung on this long, I really appreciate you. And uh, make sure to check back in next Tuesday for another episode of From the Van.